Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 14 of my podcast. Um, it's me Jill and today again I'm going to talk to you on an individual basis and today I'm going to be talking about injuries and um, the science of injury um, and just to kind of get out from the very very get-go um, you know I'm by no means a doctor or a practitioner um, in that particular field but what I do have what everyone else has the um, sort of has the, has the ability to do is to find uh, research, to read the research, to interpret it, and also to approach it with, um, you know, an open mind and be able to do sort of a critical analysis of, of what the information is actually saying, whether it's relevant to the, me as a person or an, any one of my athletes, to decide whether or not you'd want to implement a type of um, injury prevention um, measure into their training or whatnot. So, Kind of just like uh, an overview at the very, very beginning. I want to just talk a little bit about the different types of injuries that we might come across. Um, you know, for example, whether that's a, a muscle injury, if it's a bone or if it's sort of a connective tissue, a tendon or a ligament. And then at the end, kind of summarize some of the key things that we see there in the industry today as being touted as a way to help prevent or minimize injuries and perhaps maybe just give you an indication of where that actually sits in terms of is it actually 100% accurate? Um, you're probably going to come to the, the realization if you've been listening to any of these podcasts or anything that we talk about, whether it's nutrition, whether it's fitness or whether it's injury, um, it isn't a very complex, um, it is a very complex topic. Um, you know, there are, there are different um, layers um, to injury. Um, today, I'm merely going to be talking sort of about the biomechanical and the physiological side. Um, you know, touching on the psychology side of injury is probably an absolute minefield and may possibly be sort of the, the missing link um, when it comes to whether rehabilitation from injury um, or even preventative measures whenever um, we're talking about injury. Um, so what is an injury? Well, an injury is sustained by, you know, the tissues in the body um, in response to a physical trauma. Um, and by the signs of that, you might be thinking that all sort of injuries, quote unquote, are negative. Um, and that's what it normally implies, that there would be a negative consequence of being injured or sustaining any type of damage. Um, but there are some positives to specifically sort of tendon, bone and muscle, some damage because it can stimulate positive adaptations. And that's whenever we sort of look at whenever we overload the body, um, there has to be some amount of damage so that our bodies can repair itself so that it's, you know, stronger whenever we tackle it again. Um, and that goes for sort of muscle and tendon um, as well as bone. Um, if we were to categorize different types of injuries, we know that we have sort of a chronic injury where that comes from a, a repeated loading time after time, um, where either A, it hasn't been very linear, it's been too much too soon, or it has just been a chronic loading where our bodies just haven't had ample enough time to recover from the stresses that we're placing on it. And then on the other side, we kind of have that acute loading um, and that comes from a single or a direct impact or a collision where basically the forces that, um, you know, your bone, your tissue or, or your tendon experience that is greater than it's able to withstand. Um, so those are kind of the two divisions um, of, of injury, whether it be chronic or, or acute. And I'd probably say for 99% of the people that are listening to it, they've probably been injured due to the chronic side of things. And again, that can just come from 
um, I guess, the wrong application um, of your training, under-recovering, um, doing too much too soon. Um, whenever we're looking sort of at injury and injury prevention, there, there are a couple of different models that have been around for quite a long time that kind of that would, that would sort of form the foundation um, of a lot of research out there. Um, you know, the first thing that we need to do is obviously understand, um, you know, what the extent of the injury or the problem or the severity might be. And then we also need to have a really good understanding of sort of the mechanisms that are sports injuries. Um, so, you know, what the joints are able to do, you know, what the tendons and the muscles can, can also do. And then from that, we would introduce a preventative measure that based on, you know, X, Y and Z would be able to prevent um, or the delay of that. And then it kind of just goes full circle. Well, we'd have to assess, well, is this actually being um, or is this actually beneficial? Is it reducing the amount of injuries that is being seen um, or is it not? Um, and a lot of the time, you know, th this is kind of ongoing research where, you know, it's being conducted, you know, on small scales, large scales. Um, you know, so there is a lot of information out there and it can be quite confusing um, at some times um, to kind of understand. But kind of what we do know that in this particular model is that we always have one thing, you know, that, that is that is true. And that there is that we have an athlete that's in front of us. Um, but there are so many different very um, variables to consider whenever we look at each person, because everybody tends to be different age, you know, we're, we're a different sex. Um, each person has um, very different, um, you know, control or skill. So their neuromuscular control is different from person to person. You know, if somebody um, has a, had, a, had a previous injury, well, we know that they are going to be more at risk for developing other injuries. So, you know, there has to be caution when, you know, when loading them or, or doing any types of um, techniques or um, and anything like that there. Um, and then we know that obviously the strength, the strength of an athlete is going to be different from person to person. Um, and once we know all these, these factors, then, you know, a, a particular plan would be put um, in place. And regardless of whether, you know, they're doing it one time a week or they're doing it six times a week, they are still susceptible. Um, they're still susceptible to experiencing injuries because, you know, looking at it, it's a multifaceted thing where, you know, it's not only, you know, what you're doing in the gym or in the, on the training field, but it's what you're doing outside of it as well. So are you recovering enough? Are you sleeping enough? You know, are you getting um, the correct diet that you need? Um, and it kind of just goes on a loop where, you know, the athlete comes and they train and if they don't have an injury, their body will adapt to a certain period, to a certain extent, you know, um, and it'll get fitter. And it'll kind of repeat that until such times where it's no longer able to a, either recover from the, the loadings that are that are happening in it, whether that's due to what you're doing in the gym or what you're doing outside of it, or an injury occurs. Um, and then from that injury, then we need to obviously put in, you know, some sort of rehabilitation. Um, so, you know, understanding that sort of model of, you know, it's kind of just like a, a continuous cycle around, you know, where we where we train, we adapt, we get better, we train, we adapt, we get better. But we have to understand that there may be a time in our training where, you know, a either we need to recover or we need to apply, you know, sort of maybe preventative measures um, to help minimize and uh, minimize the risk of developing injuries, which are very, very common um, with anybody who is practicing um, a sport. So if we were to look at sort of each um, sort of 
I guess, I guess tissue or bone or, or, or tendon and kind of look at the different types of damage that would be done and obviously the positive um, aspects of, um, of training as well. But we know that, that training and, and impact is extremely beneficial for the development of bone strength. Whenever it experiences stress, you know, there are certain mechanisms within the bone where, you know, old bone is kind of broken down and new bone is rebuilt to try and make it stronger. Um, I mean, if you were to look at the, the sort of the bone, the bone density of, of a sprinter um, versus, you know, maybe a long distance runner, you'd probably find that the density of the sprinter tend, the bone density of the sprinter tends to be a lot um, better or, or higher in comparison, basically because the amount of force that they're often exposed to whenever they're sprinting. So basically the forces um, in sprinting would be greater than that of running. Um, but that comes with, you know, um, you know, more adaptation um, and greater bone strength as long as everything else when it comes to, you know, um, body weight, hormones, diet, um, genetics, all of these other things, um, you know, filter in um, as well. So as I said, so, you know, bone out of all three of those um, sort of, um, I guess, t tissues there, bone would be the most resilient and the strongest out of all of them. Um, and also has a very good ability to, to repair and recover because it does have obviously blood flow, blood flow to it. Um, the, 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 the second um, type of, of tissue, obviously, that we want to talk about is, is our tendons. And obviously tendons are, are, um, are, are, are strap likes, I guess, that would attach your muscle um, onto, um, onto your bone. Um, they are quite elastic. They can store this energy. Um, they are more often or not what tends to you know, become inflamed from um, overtraining or overuse, so such as tendonitis. Um, and that can be quite a, quite a tricky one, uh, to recover, to recover fun to, or to, to recover from more often or not, whenever you develop, um, sort of tendonitis, it tends to be something that you always kind of are on the tipping game of, you know, do too much, going to feel it, do too little, you know, you're, you're not going to reap the benefits of actually training. And then the last type, um, well, we have, we have muscle, um, obviously we have an abundance of muscles. Uh, we tend to see them whenever we work out, we often want to see them from an aesthetic point of view. Um, but the types of injuries that we're most likely to sustain to the muscles would be, you know, perhaps some, some overstretching, um, you know, by dynamically overloading sort of the muscles, depending on, you know, either on the concentric or the eccentric contraction. Um, and obviously the severity is dependent upon, you know, how much force is being applied, um, along with, you know, what the tendon is also feeling. Um, you can have sort of a partial tear or you can have a severe stir where there is a near to complete um, sort of tissue rupture um, that can, you know, be quite, um, that can be quite serious. Um, and again, you know, more likely or not, whenever you come into, um, or sorry, whenever there is a direct impact, you probably get, um, you know, and, and if especially if it's a bone and around a joint, um, you know, there would be damage to the, you know, the bone, the tendon, and particularly um, the muscle as well. Um, so looking at, at each at each one of those three, you know, um, all very important, you know, for our movement and, and our training, but are very, very susceptible um, to injury, whether that be chronic um, or acute. And specifically, what I want to look at is, you know, the different um, common injuries that we might find um, you know, out there and perhaps maybe 
shine a little bit of light on on what they are and are what the commonly touted ways of preventing them do they actually hold any weight um so the first one would be would be doms um so doms stands for the delay um delayed onset muscle soreness obviously we normally experience that anywhere between 24 to 72 hours after um after we exercise um most commonly associated whenever we train and we do a lot of eccentric muscle contractions where the muscle experiences load but it feels it's uh, when it's lengthening so for example for your runners out there if you're doing a lot of downhill running um you know for the crossfitters that are lifting if you've ever done you know a big set of jumping pull-ups or negative pull-ups you know you probably can't feel your arms for days um but obviously what what is happening there is that um you know there is some sort of you know damage that has been done and that impairs sort of the force that we can produce it makes us feel a little bit sore we can feel stiff there may be a little bit of swelling or a little bit of water um water retention you know our our movement might be altered um and on a serious note there might be some sort of edema um that happens um and if we look somewhat at, at what most people think um sort of can can prove or the causes of DOM some a lot of people think that it's a buildup of of lactate acid um not necessarily true um again there might be people believe that it might be you know connective tissue damage um you know may or may not be true but the best explanation that can be given from from most bodies of research out there is that there is some sort of um disruption to the actual like contractile unit within the muscle um and that is what can create the um, the soreness in itself um for the treatment of it um 99% of the time if anyone was saying oh my god my muscles feel sore what's the first thing that everyone says and they probably say that you know stretch it um you know uh, um there has been a real lack of some good quality studies when it comes to stretching um and it's extremely difficult to draw conclusions whether or not that's actually accurate or not um you know it may have no benefit there is a potential that it may be more harmful especially if it's of an intense nature um stretching can actually be linked to increased inflammation um and that's something that obviously you don't want more of whenever the muscle um you know is is already inflamed um another common thing that's extremely popular at the moment um that sort of chirotherapy or even i would say cold water submersion um you know currently at the moment the most recent sort of um study that was done in 2015 um really you know established that there was really insufficient evidence that whole body chirotherapy would reduce doms um you know cold water immersions or ice baths um it sort of reduced the subjective feeling but not the objective symptoms of doms meaning that you know for the feeling itself you might feel a little bit better but it did not actually alleviate them um you know um the only thing that we would say perhaps even about cold water and the cold um the cold submersion is that obviously depending on the length of time that you're spending in the pool and, the, and how often you're doing it um you know there has been some research conducted to say that um um there is a decrease actually in the improvements of um sort of muscle size and strength and muscle regeneration obviously because with the restrictive nature of blood flow to the muscle where you're wanting it to go 
Um, so cryotherapy, cold water immersion may not be um, the best way to treat DOMS. Um, some of the other methods might be massage, um, sort of massage from a therapeutic um, point of view. Um, that's probably, it does have some promising, um, promising results from, from a paper that has been recently written back in 2015 um, in reducing soreness. But again, um, limited results, whether or not that actually transfers across to strength and power enhancement. Um, and then exercise, everyone says, just go and, you know, um, run it out or go and do an easy run. Again, um, insufficient to say if that actually does work and it may actually just sort of delay when you're doing it, but it still is there after, um, which 99% of the times from personal experience, if I have felt sore and I have went out, I probably felt better during, that's probably just because there's an increased blood flow. Um, my body's a little bit warmer, a little bit more pliable. Um, and that's why it would feel better. Um, the last one would be would be compression. Um, again, it is a big bag, but out of all of them, there tends to be um, a little bit um, more research to say that there may actually be positive things there when it comes to compression. Um, it has a moderate effect. Um, um, so if it, out of anything, maybe a little bit of compression. But again, I feel like a lot of these, they're very subjective. Um, meaning that depending on how you feel is pretty much how they're going to um, you decide whether or not they are actually the best way um, of approaching it. Um, yeah, so so what I would say out of um, out of everything that I have that I have read that I have personally experienced myself or what I've seen other um, individuals or therapists or or um, you know doctors do is that there are so many different practices out there for you to try um, and experiment with. And although it might not be the most ethical thing to do, but, you know, you, you, know, you can decide yourself which, which practices that you want to um, include. Um, but one thing I do see coming through is that it's very much now sort of a holistic approach whenever it comes to um, especially rehabilitation for those that have had an injury and returning from it, is that there seems to be a lot more um, you know, I want to say time spent on the psychology aspect of it, um, meaning that, okay, well, we need to understand, you know, how did it happen? You know, what did we feel whenever that happened? What repercussions has that had to, you know, our, um, our performance, um, or has it affected, how has it affected our life in general? Um, also looking at personality types and the ability to kind of, um, you know, cope with this, um, you know, let down or whatever the case may be. And um, as much as I would love to say there, there is a one, one glove fits all for, you know, preventing injuries. Um, I'm sure if you've been listening to me for long enough or you've worked alongside me, you kind of know that that's definitely not the case. Um, sometimes we don't know why some people get injured um, over other people who might be exercising in the, you know, with the best technique in the world. And whereas other one, they might have the not so good technique if we're looking at sort of norms and they never seem to get injured. Um, you know, I have my own opinion on my own, on my own stunt on that in that, you know, I feel you're going to get injured if you do over and above what your body is able to recover from. Um, so that would be, um, my main thing. And as, and as kind of loose as that, as that sounds, um, you know, looking at all the research, whenever we look at individual things, it always boils down to this, you know, this way is, is inconclusive. It might work for some people, it might work for other people. 
Um, so I would just kind of keep that in mind. Um, I would also not dwell on the fact of, um, you know, whenever we, you know, whenever you are injured, it's, you know, you will recover from it. Um, you just probably just need to leave it alone. Um, I could probably do a whole another podcast on, you know, my sort of, um, you know, 18 months of living with an injury um, where I do feel sort of after both um, operations, it was more about me getting my um, my mind sorted in and around that um, and sort of dealing with, you know, the fear, the apprehensions of doing certain exercises um, and really just trying to learn and understand what my new norm is when it comes to exercise after having an injury. Um, you know, once you had an injury, things will be different. Um, and I think the sooner that we can understand and kind of um, live with that to a certain extent, um, you know, and find people that we trust um, that can help us improve, um, those would be sort of my main nuggets of wisdom. Um, but guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. You know, if you are at all interested in reading any of the papers that have kind of helped me put together um, this particular podcast, please let me know. I will certainly share those with you. Um, and until next week, guys, stay healthy. Music